Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Dissonomics Podcast. I hope you had a good week. Dropped an episode last week regarding flights, right? Why is flying still so expensive in the Christmas period? What are the factors that make flying during Christmas more expensive than only than most other times of the year? As well, I look into the details into why flying is even more expensive now than ever, than pre, no, not ever, let me not say ever, than pre-pandemic times, and the factors that are going into that. So make sure you check that episode out, especially, and also I go into the details of that, that was a really complex, well, depending on how you feel, interesting algorithm used by airlines to, to create the prices that you see. It's not something you just sit there and think, hmm, London to Amsterdam, I think that should be about 50 quid. It's a, it's a complex algorithm that works and why flight prices can change 10 to 15 times. So for the reason, so to find out why your flights to Mexico, America, Canada, Thailand, um, Africa, Asia, Europe, this Christmas period, holiday period, should I say, because of the New Year's time, Check out the podcast and you get all your gist there. Do you get me? Now, many of you listening to our podcast are based in the UK. And in the UK, we have we have a lot of disruption to a lot of our services. When you look at um, transport, whether it be by a bus, by train, um, by tube, um, postage, accident emergency services, nurses, like so, so many people are struck taxi so many people have seen like disruption to their to their everyday lives in recent weeks and months and that's due to a lot of strikes a lot of these strikes are predicated off the fact that inflation is going up so high and yeah it's just been a very 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 tremendous time in the uk like nothing could be very straightforward here can it so i want to go through all the strikes um periodically so this week, I'm going through, um, the, well, this episode, shall I say, we're going to talk about nurses and postal workers. So I'm going to probably speak on um, the train, mandem, and hmm, who else would I speak on in midweek? I'll, I'll pick another quick speaker. I haven't decided yet. But yeah, we're going to get into it. What is going on with your packages and nurses? Let's go. Hi, it's MXM, and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. It's late. What's going on, people? The last, these last few weeks have been a bit of a mess in the United Kingdom and obviously <laughs> us being bamboozled with snow isn't going to make anything better but this is like the month of disruption and strikes. We're going to start off with um, the postal workers on Royal Mail, right? Well, across like all the sectors, approximately 1.3 million workers will be striking. 1.3 million workers will be like half or like half the population of Birmingham or Manchester. 1.3 million workers will be striking across sectors in December. 
I'm going to start off with the Royal Mail and postal workers. More than 100,000 postal workers began waves of strikes at the top of December. Um, they tried um, last-minute talks to resolve issues and they couldn't manage to do so. Their union, the Communications Workers Union, CW, CWU, which have planned six days of strikes, which we, we saw strikes on the 9th, the 11th, the 14th, the 15th, and by the time you hear the pod, prepare for strikes on the 23rd and 24th of December. Right? Um, these have caused severe disruptions across the Christmas period. Like, I've seen, like, <laughs> parcels arrive so late. So, so late. My partner bought a bag of stuff, like, weeks ago, and they've just been coming in drips and drabs. I think um, I bought something off Depop, and uh, the gentleman sent it out, I think, first class, next day delivery, whatever, on, on Friday. I didn't get it until Friday, a week later, right? It's really, really peak. And of course, doing these tracks during the Christmas period is very, very, very disruptive. And it shows them, it shows the Royal Mail that they actually mean business. So what Royal Mail in turn told, warned their customers, listen, if you don't want to get your Christmas cards and Christmas gifts to your destination early um, on time, please send them off early. Don't, maybe not go through your usual routine because you can get it there to them within a few days. With these disruptions, you just never know. It's best advice you get in there early. In terms of what Royal Mail has allegedly offered um, the CWU postal workers, they've offered an increase of 9%, which is, I think, quite a, quite a large increase. Um, and of course, that got rejected by the postal workers, who are striking, of course. They have argued that they need to restructure, and this is Royal Mail, it is, um, they need to restructure their business, um, and it's losing 1 million a day. And they may need to cut 10,000 jobs by August. So naturally, you'll be thinking, rah, so 10,000 of us are at risk and you are out here talking about you're not going to pay us what we need to be paid, bro. We're not having that. The eight days that the postal workers um, went on industrial action in November allegedly cost the Royal Mail approximately £100 million, which is obviously not ideal. Um, the strikes began in the summer when Royal Mail Union Union worker um, well, the, sorry when Royal Mail rejected the union demands of pay rise which matches inflation. Of course, at the time it was sort of like around eleven percent. You know, um, this week they announced inflation figures which was about ten percent. So it's a it was still a of course extremely high level of inflation, but it was slightly less than the inflation um, figure for the month prior. I believe in the same period from year to the, from year to year, um, Royal made Royal Mail actually made two hundred thirty five million pounds profit last year. So it doesn't seem so. I think maybe members, um, the CWU members, are thinking it's not like you lot are in dire straits right now. That's probably what um, a lot of these workers are thinking, and they probably believe that the Royal Mail should have enough to, of course, um, um, rate operate the worker's salary in line with inflation. What's been interesting is like the the, um, the like the media perception, right? So there were pictures of thousands of parcels waiting outside a Royal Mail distribution center in Filton, Bristol. <coughs> so you just see just thousands upon um, packages. And naturally on social media, you've got mixed responses. You get obviously people thinking who are quite upset about it, or let me not say upset, some are upset, some are just like, found it distasteful thinking like look these are our, these are our packages like what are you doing type of thing like it's not our fault like why should we be punished because of your dispute with 
Royal Mail, so on and so forth, which I completely understand, especially when people want to get things to their loved ones and friends and family and colleagues during the holiday period. But also, there's a lot of people who are on the side of, who are supporting the Royal Mail workers in terms of strikes. Where I stand in this, I, I can't lie, I'm going to pick the side of workers um, from a more selfish standpoint. I'm going to stand with the everyday person um, who has to tackle inflation and so on and so forth. But I do understand from the business perspective that it's quite hard to um, to rise your pay with inflation, especially if your if your business is being hampered. Like, like there's so many things that businesses have to take into consideration to stay afloat, and it just depends. Some businesses are greedy, some businesses are not. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to pretend I've done a deep dive into the Royal Mail accounting. Um, Royal Mail has mentioned that that site that was pro um, that had thousands upon thousands of packages packages, you know of packages um, unattended to outside, well, somewhat unattended to, they claim that it's fine. That site processes 30,000 parcels an hour, which is a humongous number. So, yeah, what do you guys think? I don't know. I feel like 9% is a very, very um, significant pay rise. I'm sure quite a lot of people in the more private sector have not received a 9% pay rise. That doesn't mean that the people in the royal workers of postal workers for Royal Mail shouldn't strive to get more, and I'm pretty sure any of us, if there's opportunity for us to get more, they would. So yeah, very interesting. But I think I'm on I'm on the side of the Royal Mail workers here. Nurses, nurses. When you talk when you nurses and the pay of nurses, the value of nurses, I feel like is a quite heavily emotive topic. Is weaponized in the political discourse quite a lot of time and. A lot of people, I find quite interesting, a lot of people probably have more sympathy and and passion and love for nurses more than any other healthcare worker. But that's probably due to the fact that um, when you do go into hospital, those are the people that you're most likely to see as well. So yeah, but good on them. Very good people doing fantastic work daily. The RCN, which is the Royal College of Nurses, have members due to stage a second strike on December the 20th. So by the time you hear this, the strike is loading. Um, Cabinet Minister Oliver Downing ins insisted the members, in, um, sorry, the members of the cabinet, the ministers, are reasonable, but they have a duty to keep public finances under control. Right? He claims that nurses' pay should be decided by the NHS pay review body. Right? The NHS pay review body recommended that um, recommended a one thousand four hundred pound um, rise, with slightly more for experienced nurses. This was roughly a four percent rise on average which of course is severely below inflation we've seen inflation figures over recent months nine percent ten percent eleven percent so this is severely below below the um rate of inflation the rcn are calling for a 19 percent pay rise what and union leader pat cullen said that listen this is just a negotiations starting point they are willing to listen do you know what i mean it's not to say that yo where where it's 19% take it or leave it. But currently, like, it's like the government have um, kind of walked away from the negotiation table altogether. They're kind of like leaving this, they're like, oh, pushing it towards the pay review body. Um, speaking to, um, speaking, I can't remember who they're speaking to, if you're Sky or BBC, um, Oliver Dowden said, we will be resolute in this because it will be irresponsible to allow public sector pay and inflation to get out of control. And we owe a wider duty to the public to make sure we keep our public finances under control. Well, union um, chief um, or head of union or union leader, we have, however you want to say it, um, Pat Cullen, 
argues that the government is using the pay the NHS pay view body as a cover. It's, what's interesting is that this is not a completely unanimous stance across the Conservative Party. Some Tory MPs have called the government to revise its offer to nurses, such as formula, former Minister Caroline Noakes. Some Tories, as well as such as um, former Cabinet Minister Robert Buckland, have also said the pay review body should be asked to make a fresh recommendation. Of course, they want nurses to get the best deal. They what they want as minimal political damage as possible. Because this is not a good look, especially like there's one thing us not be able to get packages on time. But when healthcare workers are striking, you you, you can't you can't really ramp with that, especially a healthcare system that's workers are stressed. There's not enough of them. Remember when I quoted in a figure earlier in the year, there was like 60,000 outside in vacancies for nurses. I think there's over seven hundred thousand nurses. Um, registered nurses so far in the country and there needs to be considerably more um mr dowden also repeated the government's claim that inflation matching pay rises across the public sector will cost a further 28 billion pounds insister insisting these figures are robust however there was criticism from the ifs think tank who provided a figure that's close to half this depends who you're going to believe the ifs or the government mm. Abith IFS. <laughs> Education Secretary Gillian Keegan in November said that an average nurse's the average nurse's pay was around £34,000 before the increases. So it is now more than the average salary in the country. This figure was also used in the reports by um the NHS um pay um, pay review body. Um so so under the guise under the um the guise of nurses and health visitors. They average a basic full-time salary of £34,275. This is before additional shifts that you can get um, local where you can get additional money, right? The government claimed that this increased to 35600 in March 2022. And at nurses, remember, they got that extra £1,400, um, which takes it up to £34,000 on average, right? Cool. Well, if you look at data... The mean UK full-time salary is around 39,966, according to ONS figures in April 2022. Why I find this interesting is because that's pretty high. But remember, mean is when you get all the salaries in the UK, and then you divide them by the amount of workers in the UK in the labour force. Well, there's going to be certain high-paying jobs, especially in London, in particular sectors such as insurance, tech, um, legal... Um, finance that are going to push this number higher, which is not going to be indicative of everybody's earnings. So if you look at the median salary, and that's looking at the middle number, so half the workers earn less than this person and the other half of the workers earn more than this person, that figure is £33,000, which sounds more realistic. So here's, so here's like looking at how much nurses earn and it's quite interesting so we're going to talk about the minimum and maximum values and i saw this on bbc for so this is for the salaries of 2022 to 2023 for, so a newly qualified nurse they'll earn minimum around 26 27 maximum around 32 33 for a more experienced nurse minimum they earn around 32 33 and a maximum they earn is probably around 42 43 a specialist nurse will earn around from anywhere between 33 43k to about 46k right and if you look at a consultant nurse they will earn about 46k up until maybe around 55k 
So these are the salaries. So I think these are pretty good, um, pretty good um, um, salaries. However, you got to remember the work. It's a stressful environment. It's high pace. They are stretched as well, and they're dealing with the health and safety of our public. So I'm always up for them getting paid more. All healthcare professionals. The most common grades for nurses, so like when you look at public sector, they, they tend to be in different bands. So um, the lower your band, the higher your salary for the most part. So most common grade for nurses is band five, which accounts for about 42% of nurses in England. And that and that's the pay grade for and that's the pay grade for newly qualified nurses. The salaries range between 27k and 32.9k. Band six is more senior nurses, as I said, 33 to about 40k. Right? So 40% of nurses earn at best £32,900. What's the RCN told BBC, which I found interesting, is the starting salary for a nurse in Scotland is £26,000. An experienced nurse at the top of band five earns around £33,000, and this is in Scotland. In Wales, a band five nurse earns between twenty-seven and thirty-two k or about 32, almost 33 k, shall I say. In Northern Ireland, it's last year's pay scale as the award this year, but it hasn't been implemented due to political situation. The top band five earns around 31,500 pounds. Nurses in Scotland with veteran industrial action have been made a fresh pay offer, averaging 7.5%, which has been accepted by some of the unions with further ballot results expected. So there's more gains in the, de in the debate with um, the Scottish nurses and they got a much more significant um, offer of 7.5% compared to 4% in the England one. The standard full-time working week for NHS staff is 37.5 hours. Staff in pay bands 1 to 7 are eligible for overtime payment, which is, which is 1.5 times the hourly rate or twice the hourly rate working on public and bank holidays. That's why quite a lot of people now, I know they work on public and bank holidays. Yeah, get that money in. They can also get allowances for working in high-cost areas such as London and surrounding counties and being on call. NHS staff across the UK have access to pension schemes which have become less generous in recent years, but are still the type that have been historically been better than what's available in the private sector. So this is some context for what we're seeing here um, with regards to um, the pay and how much they could potentially get. Nurses' pay altogether has not kept up with rising prices since 2010. That's when the Tories took power. They have had a real-term pay cut of more than 10%. So the 19% number sounds more reasonable when you look into this point. So they're like, listen, we're trying to get it back in blood. Their pay has also failed to keep up with average earnings, either in the private sector or the public sector, according to the IFS. So yeah, I, I stand with nurses like 100%. Our pay has been falling by whatever metric you want to look over years. And you're asking us to do what many, many sectors don't do. It's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. So yeah, that's it for this week's pod, people. I'd love to know what you think regarding these, um, these strikes. Who side are you on? How much side are you on? How much you believe they deserve to be paid? Let me know. And until next week, peace and blessings. Sports Social Podcast Network.